0: Home slash radio detectives. Before we do get started, I do want to let you know this program is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners. And in particular, I want to thank Russell, who sent us a one-time donation through support.greatdetectives.net. And I also want to welcome Daniel, who became a supporter at the detective sergeant level, $17.14 or more at patreon.greatdetectives.net. And I'll have more details on our Patreon program um, after the show, making a slight change. Uh, but now it's time for today's episode of The Crime Files of Flamont. Uh, the title is The Case of the Suspicious Scream and now, card number two
1: hundred and forty from the Crime Files of Flamont. The scene is the attractive suburban home occupied by Fred and Linda Santon. It's about 6 o'clock in the evening, and Fred, arriving home from the office, enters the house. Hi, honey. I'm home. Oh, Fred, I'm so glad you're not late. Uh, what's the matter, sweetheart? My bride missed me? Oh, you know I miss you when you're not here, darling. <laughs> but that awful old woman next door... Oh, did you drop in and introduce yourself? She looks like a harmless old soul. Fred, he told me that a man, a man was murdered five years ago in this house. Oh? Yes, right after it was built. In fact, it was the man who built it. Uh, the meddling old no fool. And, and she says the house is haunted. Haunted? You don't believe in that kind of nonsense, do you, Linda? All I know is that she said three families had bought the place since the Burwell estate was closed. And that the real estate man had had to take it back every time. Well... I told you that Jeff Rainey wasn't to be trusted. But you said he was just an old-fashioned real estate man. Well, I, uh, I didn't see any reason to get you all upset over nothing, Linda. The house was exactly what we wanted. The price was right, so mm, I. No wonder the price was right. Now, Linda, don't tell me you were even ghosts. Oh, of course not. But I don't like the idea of living in a house where a man was murdered. And... Fred, there's somebody in this house. Wait. Sounds as though there's somebody walking around upstairs. But there's no upstairs in this house. Sure, but there's the attic. Come on. Then you, you want me to go up there? Okay, okay. I'll go up all along. But Fred, Wait. It, it stopped. Maybe we just imagined it. Maybe, but I'm going to go up and look around just the same. But there's no light up there. Perhaps if you just wait till morning. A flashlight on the stairs. At least I left it there and I... All right, wait a minute. What are you doing? Getting the revolver out of the desk drawer. I, I didn't know you had a gun. I didn't want to worry you, dear, but living out in the country, I thought it was a good idea. Now, I'm going up to have a look around. Fred, maybe you should call the police. Now, don't be silly, dear. Yeah, here's a flashlight just where I left it. Aren't you going to turn it on? No, not until I get upstairs. I don't want to give anybody a target to shoot at. All right. Whoever you are, come on out. I ain't going to let you have it. Oh, Fred, Fred, Fred,
2: are you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right, Linda. I,
1: I just stumbled and the gun went off. Fred, you've got to get out of here just as fast as you can. I, I'm not so sure. Oh, Fred. Come on. You'd better keep this door locked. Somebody does get into the attic. Fred, we simply got to move out of here. Now look, dear, if we do that, we're about to take a tremendous loss on the place. I I... don't care if we have to give the house away. But think of the money I've sunk into it. Then I'll give you the money Fred. Linda, we've been over this before. I refuse to take one penny of Guy Shackley's money. But Guy was my husband. He left that money to me in his will. It's mine. I don't want to be arbitrary, dear, but I just won't talk about it. (sighs) Very well. But if you expect me to stay here, I know just what I'm going to do, Linda. What? I'm going to hire a detective. From all I've heard, he's the one detective who can handle a thing like this. Who is he? His name's Flamand. (laughs) Flamand is faced with the problem of finding a being that walks but can't be seen. In just a moment, we'll return to the crime files of Flamand. Mm -hmm. to file number 240 of The Crime Files of flamand It's later the same evening. Lamond and Sandra Lake, his secretary, have just been driven to the Stanton home. With Fred and Linda Stanton, they're at the front door. That what did I do with my key? The little I can see, it looks like a beautiful house, Miss Stanton. Well, it is nice, but I don't care to live with ghosts. You think I'm silly, don't you, flamand No, apparently something has happened here that gives the impression that the place is haunted. As far as ghosts are concerned... Oh, I've got it. Just a second, I'll turn on the light. Hmm. Here's a beautiful place. Well, Linda and I liked it until today. All right, how do we get up to the attic? That door over there. I'll unlock it for you. I thought it was a good thing to keep it closed. Ah, There they are again. The footsteps. Oh, brother. Get the door open, Stanton. I want to get upstairs. Yeah, as fast as I can. Uh, there's a flashlight on the stairs. Okay? Get the revolver, Linda. Don't bother. And the rest of you stay here.
2: See anything, Tomorrow?
1: Nothing but an ordinary attic. Hey, wait a minute. A pair of old shoes. Ever seen these old shoes before, Stanton? Why, uh. No. No. Maybe some workman left them there. He must have belonged to the man who was murdered. Murdered? How do you know a man was murdered in this house? Why, uh, the real estate man told me. What's his name? Uh, Rainey. Jeff Rainey. Well, i am like to talk to Mr. Rainey. Call him on the phone and get him out here. Right now. <laughs> Now, look here, mister, if you think you're going to bulldoze me into giving Stanton his money back, you've got another thing coming. Keep your shirt on, Rainey. I would ask you some questions. Well? You told this house before to other buyers, haven't you? Sure, there's no secret about that. How many times had you sold it before Stanton bought it? Three times. After the first time, I warned every one of them. But just like the Sands, they all said they wasn't afraid. But each time you took the house off the owner's hands. Of course. That's my business, ain't it? Buying and selling real estate. And each time you bought the house back at a much lower price than was paid for it. Sure thing. I'm in business just like everybody else, to make money. Buy cheap and sell high and you'll never wind up in a poor house. But if the house got a reputation for being haunted, how would you keep getting a high price for it? City folks, ma'am. Like Mr. Stanley, here, they all say, I ain't afraid of no ghost. Ghost is just a superstition. That's what they say. I still think, Lamont, that there must be some reasonable explanation for those footsteps. What footsteps? The footsteps we heard in the attic. You heard? Well, i would be jiggered. Mr. Rainey, you know this house. Is there any way to get up to the attic except by those stairs? No, sir, but you folks sure you heard footsteps? Yes, I heard them myself, and I went right upstairs and found nothing. You sure you ain't just trying to have fun with me? Oh, there's nothing funny about it, Mr. Rainey. Uh, I don't know just what to say. None of the others heard footsteps in the attic. No. There they are again. Maybe you'd like to go up there and look around, Mr. Rennie?
2: No, sir. Not me. I'm
1: getting out of here. How about buying the place back? I don't know. I, I've got to think that over. Yeah, but you said you'd take the place off my hands anytime. Maybe I did, but it looks to me like the place really is haunted. Right. Hey, and I'll see you folks some other time. Good night. Well, Mr. Rainey seems to like ghosts even less than the rest of us. I wonder. What are you looking out the window for, Lamar? See where he goes? Yes, and if my hunch is right, he isn't going far. What do you mean? Doesn't that Miss Quimby you told me about live next door? Yeah. Well, he's heading for her house. But why? Why should he go to see her? My guess is that he wants to tell her that their plan is working. Plan? What plan? It's pretty clear, isn't it, that Jeff Rainey's already made a lot of money on this house. Well, I think he's almost set to make some more money on it. You mean you think he's responsible for the ghost? I sure do. So, then you really think he's behind all this? It could be, Mrs. Stanton, and in the morning when there's light in the attic, I may be able to prove it. Meanwhile, do you have a couple of spare bedrooms? Help! 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 Linda, Linda, what's the matter? Stop it. Stop it. Here, here, I'll turn on the light. Linda, are you all right? I was on the sleep. I was close up with him. What's going on in here? Mr. Stanton, are you all right? I'm all right now. Then I woke up and somebody was choking me. You said somebody was choking you. Yes. Well, that's impossible. It must have had a nightmare. Oh, no, no, I didn't. She's right, Stanton. There are marks in her throat. Wait. that's right. And a ghost wouldn't have left any marks. Oh, but look. The a lighter on over at Miss Quindy's. Yeah, she must have heard Linda scream. Mrs. Stanton, didn't Miss Quindy first tell you about this ghost? Wait. yes? Then we're going over and see her right now. But it's after two o'clock. Okay, wait until morning. No. Our ghosts are getting a little too rough. Come on. Everybody get dressed. Oh. Miss Quimby, it's the Stanton, from next door. Lights are still on. Don't suppose she's going to speak to chair, do you? Well, I know, but I want to talk to her. Well, maybe someone should look through the window. Well, i go, know. See her? Yes, she's a asleep in the big easy chair. Okay, now lock again. Gee, she must be a sound sleeper. You uh, don't suppose something's wrong with her, do you? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Give me the flashlight. Okay. What are you going to do? Smash the small window in the door so that I can reach inside and open it. you sure you should do that? That I am. Now, if I can reach the doorknob, There it is. I yeah, sure ain't to bust in on the old lady like this. But she's not here, you. In... Oh! Oh, dear. Good Lord, Clement. Stabbed to death. Yes, with a butcher knife. But look at her face. What, what do you mean? Why, there's sort of a grin on it. She must have been killed by somebody she wasn't afraid of. No, as though she was taunting the person who killed her. Then, then it must have been Jeff Rainey. It has to be. No, Mrs. Stanton, it doesn't have to be. But I think I'd better go see Rainey before anything else happens. <laughs> oh, God it,
2: mister
1: he right to get a fellow up out of a sound sleep and start yelling murder at him. That doesn't keep you from being under suspicion, Wayne. But great Jupiter, I tell you, ain't a reason in the world why I should kill Lucy Quimby. All right, tell me why you went over to see her last night after you left the Stantons in such a hurry. Well, she lives next door, and I, well, I figured she might know something about them footsteps. You mean you wanted to know how she did it? I didn't say that. I thought she might have seen something. Come on, Rennie, let's quit beating around the bush. Who's beating around the bush? You are, and you know something about this. Look, young fellow. No, you look. If you don't come clean with me, Rennie, I'm going to tell the police. I think you're the major suspect in this case, and before they're through with all you... All right. I'll tell you what I know. Then start talking. Well, it was all Lucy Crimby's idea in the first place. What? The idea of the ghost?
2: Yeah.
1: You see, the first people had moved into the Burwell place. Well, the missus was sort of a nervous taxi... Then Lucy Quimby told her about old man Burwell getting murdered. Said folks were saying the place was haunted. And she believed her? Maybe not at first. Then she got to imagining things and made her husband sell the house back to me at a big loss. That gave Lucy Quimby the big idea. Go on. Well, Lucy came to me and said we could make a lot of money by going into the haunted house business together. She had ideas about how to make folks think there was ghosts in the place. And they worked real good. We made a fine profit, too selling high and buying back cheap. And then last night, you thought the game was up and went over to tell her so. Well... But she refused to quit, and you killed her. No, sir. It was them footsteps in the attic I went to see her about. What about them? Well, all I know about is that wires we strung across the chimney top so a sort of whale would whistle down the chimney when the wind blew real hard. But I didn't know nothing about them footsteps, and I wanted to see what was up. Well, what was up? Blamed if I know, mister. All Lucy would say was... Maybe there is such a thing as ghost Jefferson. She always called me Jefferson. And then she laughed at me. What did you do? I got sore and walked out on her. But she was alive when you left. Of course she was. Don't think I'd kill a partner in a good investment, do you? Not unless the investment went very sour and you wanted to minimize a loss. Come on, Rainey, get some clothes on. Get some clothes on? What for? Because you and I are going back to the haunted house. (laughs) You mean to tell me, Rainey, that this is all a deliberate frame-up to scare us out of this house? Well, there's no cause for hard feelings now, now that everything's explained, Miss Stanton. Now that everything's explained? Just how have you explain those footsteps in the attic. Well... I think you should hand them over to the police, Lamont. you look here? I won't make trouble for you, Mr. Stanton, unless you start making trouble for me. You make trouble for Mr. Stanton. You think I'm bluffing, don't you? For your bride's got a lot of money, ain't she, Mr. Stanton? She inherited that money from her first husband. Then you brought her here, way out here to the country, away from all her friends. Snapped up this house, even after I told you it's haunted. Why, you old fool, I bought this place because it was the only one priced anywhere within reason. Oh, you can be real logical, all right. But your wife was scared to death of you. That's ridiculous. She Well, she didn't understand why you'd brought her out here away from her friends. She didn't understand a lot of things. And she wanted to get back to the city. How do you know all this? Never mind. Just ask her if it ain't true. It certainly isn't true. I wanted to move out here. Besides, why should I be afraid of my own husband? Because he was going to murder you for your money, that's why. Why, you old ghost! Not hey, take wait, it. wait, wait, me. I know what I'm talking about. Take it easy, sir. Now this man's making this all up. Mr. Rainey, where did you ever get hold of such a story? From Lucy Quimby, that's where. And now she's dead. Strange, ain't it? And the one person around here who knew what was going on, he's murdered. Why, I ought to beat you. I do any good, Stanton. Now, Rainey, for the last time, what caused those footsteps? Oh, it, I don't know. Lucy wouldn't tell me. All she say was that things was going to work out fine for her. She did? Why didn't you tell me that? Why... I thought I did. Well, you didn't. And it means she had something to do with those footsteps in the attic. But there's no way she could have got into that attic except through that door there. That's true, but I have a hunch she controlled the footsteps from her house. Oh, but, Lamar, our... that's impossible. Not necessarily. Look, Sandra, you and I are going over to the Quimby house and try a little experimenting. Do you, uh, want us along? No. I want you and your wife to stay here and listen. Otherwise, we won't have any way of knowing whether we've discovered the cause of the footsteps. Well, oh, that's right. You wouldn't have. How about me? I ain't hankering to stay here with this, this killer. Look, Rennie, Get down, Stanton, and forget about him. Okay, Rainey, you can go home. Just be sure you don't try to light out. Don't you worry. Anytime you want me, you know where to find me. Good night, folks. Good night. All right, Sandra. You come with me, and I'll tell you what we're going to do. <laughs> charges of murder are hurled back and forth, and the psychologist detective has formulated a plan to catch a killer. In a moment, we'll see what happens next in The Crime Files of Flamand. We've returned to file number 240 of The Crime Files of Flamand. About five minutes have passed. Fred and Linda Staton, alone in their house, eagerly watch the Quimby place next door in an effort to see what Flamond and Sandra are doing. Well, they've turned on all the lights. (laughs) I don't blame them. Neither do I. Linda. Yes, Fred? Linda, tell me, you don't believe any of Jeff Rainey's nonsense, do you? Well, I've been wondering. Oh, okay. After you knew how much money I'd inherited, you were, well terribly persistent. But, honey, yeah. and you're the one who was so anxious to move out here, even though I didn't want to. Besides, you've done some strange things. Strange things? What, for instance? You tried to strangle me, Fred. I tried to strangle you? Linda, are you out of your mind? It wasn't Miss Quimby, Fred. She was dead. And Jeff Rainey wasn't here. And I don't think it was Flamond or Miss Lee. Oh, Linda, you can't believe that. Why... Wait. Hey. Footsteps in the attic, but... They must have found out what causes them.
2: Did
1: you the find anything yet, Vermont? Not a thing, Jeff. Any signal yet from the Stanton house? No. Look, doggone it, I feel plumb silly sitting here wearing Miss Lake's coat and hat. Well, if anybody was to see me in this here female ring... Don't worry about that. Just keep on watching for that signal. Darn it. I'll find out what caused those footsteps yet. Hey, I forgot. We're supposed to signal Flamand the minute we hear the footsteps. Get away from that window, Fred. Yeah, but... Hey, what's the idea? Why are you pointing my gun at me? Because it has both our fingerprints on it. Now, the next thing. Hey, Linda. What's going on over you? Why are you tearing your dress? <laughs> what are you doing to your hair? I'm messing it up. Now, see a scuffle. Yes, there must be a scuffle. What? Hey, Linda, have you lost your mind? Good. Now, the girl's still standing at the window. Now, I'll give her the signal. Wait, you smashed the window. Linda, what in heaven's name is... No, going... friend,
2: Don't shoot! Come on! Sit No, Fred! Put
1: on the gun! I wouldn't shoot if I were you, Mrs. Stanton. What? What are you doing here? You're supposed to be over at the Quimby. Trick me. You were going to kill your husband and make it look as if he tried to kill you, weren't you, Mrs. Stanton? Yes, and I would have if you hadn't tricked me. All right, Miss Lake, now it's your turn to die. Linda, you don't know what you're doing. Don't I? Mrs. Stanton? Stand right where you are Vermont. I'll kill all of you if I have to. The way you killed your first husband? Nobody in the world can prove I killed him. All right, then let's say you that you killed Miss Quimby. I'm leaving here, and if anybody tries to stop me, I'll shoot. Give me the car key, Fred. No trick. No, Linda, I can't. Give them to her, Stanton. All right, here. There's just one thing, Mrs. Stanton. How did you fake those footsteps in the attic? <laughs> that was simple. There's a tape recorder under the floor. A tape recorder? Yes. You can record sound, anything, on a small reel of tape that will play for an hour. Well, I recorded a full hour of heavy footsteps. Which it comes from the heavy shoes I found upstairs. Of course. Did you just turn this thing on and off? Yes, dear, and don't you wish you knew how I did it. Well, I'm not staying here forever. I'm leaving now. I and I'm so sure of to... that, Mrs. Stanton. Yeah, brain, but you... You went home. That's what you thought, ma'am, but... Okay, come on. i sorry. No, you no, haven't. No, you won't, Mrs. Stanton. I've got you in. Yes, yes. All right, drop the gun. Beast. Go ahead and call me anything you want to, Mrs. Stanton. But you're all through. And as far as beasts are concerned... Well, you're a little mixed up. And now the basic clue in file number two hundred forty of the crime files of Flamont. There's some things in this case I don't get, Lamont. For instance why did Mrs. Stanton kill Miss Quimby? Well, her idea was to make it look as though her husband killed Miss Quimby. Oh. And then he'd go to the chair, and then she'd inherit his money, huh? That's it. Just as she killed her first husband and inherited his money. Uh-huh. And, of course, Miss Quimby and Jeff Rainey were part of this plan. How? She didn't really believe in ghosts, did she? Of course not. But when Miss Quimby started talking about them, it gave Linda a great idea. She told the old lady she was afraid Fred was planning to murder her for her money and that she wanted to get back to town where her friends were. Jeff Rainey and Miss Quimby went for that, You bet. It meant another profit on the house. In other words, she was playing her husband against Miss Quimby and Jeff. And she was also playing them against him. She sure was. She also knew that Miss Quimby was a gossip. Hmm. Boy, her plan almost worked, too. I think it would have, Sandra, if you hadn't hidden in the front hallway. Well, maybe. She, <laughs> that tape recorder was neat, too, wasn't it? Especially the way she had it rigged up to an electric clock so that it had to play at whatever time she set it for. Us. Oh, she was clever, all right. But, Vermont, what was the one thing that made you sure it was Linda Stanton? Why, that phony scream. Phony? That scream was enough to waste the dead. That's, that's the point, Sandra. Nobody can scream the way she did while being choked. Say, I'll bet you're right. What oh, do you mean? You bet I'm right. Want me to show you? No, no, no thanks. I'll take your word for it. But uh, how about the marks on her throat? She made them herself. Are you kidding? No, after all, she was doing the choking, so she choked hard enough to leave the marks, but not hard enough to do any damage. Go ahead. Try it sometime. Come on. Are you trying to get rid of me? Honestly, if I didn't know you, I... Uh-oh. I got it. Titles for the file card? Of course. Santa, the suspense is killing me. What are you calling it? Why, the case of the suspicious screen.
2: Who said it was? Remember? <laughs>
0: Welcome back. This was a very clever uh, little mystery, and I thought it was a very nice twist to have it the rich wife uh, planning to uh, kill her husband. A lot of misdirection going a couple different ways, and so that was probably the least uh, likely uh, outcome. So very nice uh, script on this point. For our first listener comment, we once again uh, start off with Pastor Lisa, who says this was a great episode. I like this uh, show a lot. Uh, Thanks for providing the best of old-time radio. Well, thanks so much. Um, Also, we have uh, some feedback on the prior uh, series, Hearthstone of the Death Squad. Tim uh, emails in, I'm about a month behind listening to the podcast, so I just listened to the final episode of Hearthstone of the Death Squad. Thank goodness it's over. I've made it a rule to listen to every one of your podcasts unless the audio is so bad that I cannot make out the dialogue. In Hearthstone, the acting is so stilted and the dialogue so unnatural that it strained my willpower to listen to the end of each episode. You said in your commentary that it is not the worst radio detective show, but in my opinion, it is the worst one that you presented. Only your commentary made the series worth listening to the end. Uh, thanks for all the hard work. Well, thanks so much, and I hope you uh, have enjoyed Crime Files of Flamand a little bit more. All right, well, that. Oh, uh, wait, I've almost uh, ended the show without letting you know the important announcement about our Patreon uh, website. I've added an additional goal. Uh, at the $600 uh, level, we're about 311 at this point, and uh, this goal will be at the $600 level, we will do a summer old-time radio podcast series. The series will run between 7 and 13 weeks, and the exact series that is done uh, will be decided by a vote of our Patreon uh, listeners. It'll be a separate feed, and uh, because it's not uh, going to be a uh, detective uh, podcast, uh, in order, and this one will be activated if we reach that six hundred dollar level by April the first. If it's after April the first, then we'll do the summer series uh, next year. And if you do want to support that, you just go to patreon.greatdetectives.net. Uh, in the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.